Hello and welcome back to the Habs Puck Drop podcast. This is the March 4th game against the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, we came off a nice win against Ottawa on Tuesday, uh, hoping to uh, rekindle the light that was... Yeah, so far not great. Yeah. Um, First you know, period. Kind of rough. Uh, those yeah. goals weren't particularly nice goals either. Bad yeah. turnovers... Um, just not, not goals you want to see going in. Yeah, you know, this is getting kind of old, but it, it's, again, it's, you know, we can't seem to get out of our zone. And, yeah. you know, I think the first two minutes was basically a, a good, you know, a good recap of, like, what's been going on for the better part of February and, you know, apparently early March now. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they at one point were out shooting a 6 nothing, and it was just, like, it was two, three minutes just completely in our zone, and... You know, that kind of pressure, I mean, you can't really ask much from Allen, but, you know, even then, it, it, the first goal there was off, uh, who was, whose skate was it? Um, Doesn't matter, it was off I someone's skate, remember. but, you know. Um, I know it went off Statsny in the end, but yeah. I. But, you know, like I said, I, I think we have to give them a few weeks on the breakout, you know, I mean, it's not going to be an overnight fix, like we were saying, and, you know, it's, um, you know, some nights... Some nights for I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you know like, <laughs> it's really hard to come up with like more like bullshit excuses because no, we, we've been having the no, same like, issue. It's for just better, that's like, what I mean. It's just now, like yeah. they they can fix it. And, like you made a very funny point during the game. I mean, we cut to commercial and then Rob just looks at me and he's like, "Hey, maybe it wasn't Claude Julian." <laughs> and I mean, then you showed me that video of Dom Ducharme talking to the media. Yeah, if and you it's guys like, haven't heard Dom Ducharme uh, speak, just. Get just, him, uh... just just go just if... go on YouTube and check him out. It's nothing crazy, but he's no. just he's not what you expect. It's yeah, it's very different. He's very selective in the way yeah. that he yeah, speaks, and like yeah, it's it's, very, it's weird. very weird to hear. It almost looks like he like forgot there's press conferences with this job, <laughs> and he's just kind of like finding out in the moment. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's it's hard. I don't blame him, obviously, but you know. They show little things like, you know, it's he's, he's one, one, and one. Um, but then they start comparing him to Claude Julian. And it's like, he's played three games as a head coach. Yeah. And like I was saying, it, it's hard to discern this early. You know, when you make a coaching change, it's hard to discern, like, you know, especially if a team that's been playing so crappy like us, let's say instead of one, one, and one, we went up three, nothing. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard to discern if that's like actual like meaningful changes or, or if it's hype or if it's just hype that the players got you know things shaken up a little bit right but, you know in our case <laughs> in our case <laughs> no ev- need <laughs> everything seems to be about normal yeah so honestly. it's a little concerning but at the same time it's not exactly like a full coaching switch i mean he was in the system yeah at the same time though when you really do think about it they let go essentially three of the four coaches on the on yeah. the bench so it really is a big shake up but not a big like it's not a new shake up i mean we got, like we said, we got uh, Claude Julian and we had um, Kirk Muller go on the same day. And then a few days later, Stefan Waite as well. Yeah. Which, like, again, you and I talked about this before, but, like, I don't really understand the point of a goalie coach, especially when you have, a, like, a carry price. Yeah, I understand a goalie coach when you have, like, you know, let's say we, like, brought up Caden Primo exactly. or something like that. But, you know, when you have... But, again, the goalie coach for Caden Primo is going to be Carey Price. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. like, who's going to teach him better? The guy who teaches... I think the guy who plays in the NHL. I think the main benefit, honestly, to them is is a, you know, like a confidant. Mm -hmm. But then also, uh, you know, they lean into decisions on who starts. But then I think, you know, ninety percent of the job, it's more like a goalie trainer. Like what they do is they, 
you know, they go on the ice and they do goalie specific drills, obviously. Yeah, right? no, obviously. So it's, uh, I think they just lead that portion of the practice. Makes um, sense. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely not like a uh, coaching scenario yeah, like I, that you have with the rest of the well, team. Well, yeah, like you don't see Stefan Waite go out and goal equipment. No, exactly. Right? And like he's, he's not like showing Carey He's like, Carey, what, what you want to do is stop the puck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it's an intricate job. And I, I think it's mostly like a relationship with the guys. And, you know, when things aren't going you know well for numerous years like yeah. you gotta you know whether it's not stefan Waite's fault no. obviously but, it's, but they're just they're moving they forward. need to they need to move forward and mix things up cause... it's also clearly very out with the old in with the new yeah because like all the guys being hired are younger all the um like the approach is now a youthful approach yeah. i mean look it goes as far back as not wanting to bring back markov yeah being like he's good he would have performed well we were we weren't even willing to bring him back instead of Victor Mete as a rookie. Yeah. But it was just he's like too old. I would have brought him back. No, I would have brought him back. I yeah. would have brought him back, especially when like, you know, he said like, uh, you know, I don't no, care I'll, about the money. I'll I, don't I just money. want to play two years. Yeah, I just want to play two years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And but anyway, anyway the, but the main point that. is just like, you gotta stick to the plan if you're gonna stick to the plan, yeah. and I think this is a good commitment towards it. <laughs> but um. Yeah, so I mean, honestly, I don't have too much to say about this period. Yeah, it's but... not looking too great. I mean, like I, I have faith in the fact that our neutral zone play looks solid. Like we, we yeah. look like we're playing really solid in the and neutral zone. We're playing aggressive. I mean, Romanov's hitting a lot, which is yeah. nice. It's just a you know, it's again like for the fifty thousandth time on this podcast, like our breakout looks terrible. Yeah, uh, I'm waiting for them to fix that, and you know, I have it kind of under a microscope, so like it's gonna keep coming up. But yeah, you know, one thing I did notice was our neutral zone play was aggressive, and we're you know really checking guys at the red line, which is good to see because that was a big problem especially against ottawa was just you know getting them get it keeping them in the neutral zone yeah and if uh deno's gonna score at all this year it'll be tonight he's playing very aggressive yeah he's playing very aggressive and so, uh, uh so yeah we'll jump back to the yeah. second period and we'll catch you guys in the second intermission all right welcome back oh thank god thank it's like god. a pimple popping yeah <laughs> It's um you know it's nice to see that our power play you know that Perry Tatar Gallagher you know in front of the net thing just seems to be gelling. Um, I think it's mostly Perry and Tatar Gallagher is doing what Gallagher does best. You yeah, know, just he's like finishing, finishing, and that's what we need him to do. Um, but you know Perry's really moving the puck in front of the net. Um, I like Tatar's role in the power play too, and I just like how our power play is kind of transitioning from that very you know. Clojillian classic power yeah, play. Yeah, that umbrella style to more yeah. of like a static, from a static to more dynamic We're kind of, around. yeah, everyone going, but not just back and forth, but in a circle. Like I noticed like uh, the defensemen tend to end up starting at the top of the point and moving all the way down to the goal line and back because we're really like sh yeah. like really moving almost like, like clockwise, yeah, basically. I, one thing I would change though is I would really... Our second power play line, I'd really try to prioritize their minutes. They seem to be much more they productive. They gel a little bit more, yeah. Yeah, so like, you know, it, it comes to around 50-50, and it obviously depends on who was on the ice pre mm -hmm. pre uh, prior to the uh, penalty. But, you know, the first line does tend to get like a minute 20. Yeah, at the same 10. time, though, that might also be why they're successful, because they're going out against more tired penalty killers. Yeah, but giving them, giving them an extra 40 seconds might be... You know, that's true might yeah help do it you know but uh yeah Plus the, so uh, the the kill the penalty killers again like us kind of depends on who is out last right you know? so it might not always be their uh you know 
perfect penalty kill line. No, that's true. So yeah, like you said, it was a goal from Gallagher, assists from Tatar and Perry. And then the second one, it's just, it's funny this has, so it was Toffoli from Druin and Suzuki. But it was funny because about maybe, what, 10 seconds before they scored, you and I were talking about keeping Drew and Suzuki and Toffoli slash Anderson when he's back all together, but putting them back on the second line, yeah. and then they go out and score. Yeah. So, I mean, also, Tyler Toffoli is 14th goal yeah, of the year. Yeah, 14 goals. He's, yeah, third in the league. That's crazy. Like, definite third in the league now. Brock yeah. Besser was, like, right on his ass before on and with 12 goals, but, you know, now he's he's definitely solidified that lead. Um yeah, I you know I I think we'll jump into that a little bit. I you know I I think the Gallagher to uh, Dano and Tatar line like I think they've warranted going back up to the first position there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, not so much again like splitting the minutes because like I want the minutes to stay the same, but just in terms of the matchups, like you know it, it's not a causation thing, but it's definitely noticeable that you know once we started you know we bumped the Suzuki. I think we bumped the Suzuki lineup. Uh, the Anderson Suzuki Druin lineup on our second game against Ottawa. Yeah, and ever since then it's just been going down. I think it might have even been that's the first. obviously not the only factor. I'm not no, saying it's but not it's the a big factor, piece when you shift everything around matchup wise. But if you think about it, like we're talking about, you know, in terms of matchups with Suzuki going out first, we're talking about a guy who's a 38, 39 percent face off. Um, you know, that line generally isn't good defensively. Uh, you know, going against them, you know, Matthews Marner going against, you know. Um, you know the, the McDavid line going against Pedersen like it's just a you know I he's definitely going to be ready for it and it's well, not so much Suzuki yeah just just his face-offs have gone up a little bit since last time I checked he's at almost 43 percent now oh 43, but okay. still like that's, that's still, that's yeah, still, still, still way good. too low for a first line yeah. center that's just what it comes down yeah. to yeah. like it's 42.2 actually 42.2 okay so it's a little bit better I mean it's, it's, not... it's a bit but it's still I agree with you I think like you're like you're you're dead on with that, and that that line produces well because they're playing second lines. Like we were talking about Romanov the other day, he's gonna produce well, like and he's gonna progress well when he's playing against basically like you want to hover with all of your players that are I'd say like under twenty five years old. You want to hover that line of like you're competing at a hundred and two percent of your capabilities. You don't mm. want to have a guy who's like you know, supposed to be on the third line, quote-unquote, supposed to be playing on the first line. But, like, you know, if he's supposed to be on the third and you're playing him half the game on the second because of what an injury or something, that'll help him. You know what I mean? It's like you just want to be pushing your limits a little bit and continue to just kind of just prod yeah. at that limit until you just break through. Yeah. I mean, and there's thing, so I, many I don't players think that do a, that. You know, I don't think Suzuki's the rate limiter there. I think the line in general is the rate limiter. and it, It's not like the, um, you know, it's not just, you know, the Suzuki playing the centerpiece there, but I think the whole line in general just did better matchup-wise with the second. Yeah, like no, completely. And yeah, like, yeah, I think Dano, Tatar, Dano, Gallagher line just thrived against those big lines. Yeah. And, you know, having that Dano on the first line there with the two offensive powerhouses, Tatar and Gallagher, I think it just brought like some, you know, some ease to that first shift. 
and to that, um, you know, those big matchups that I don't think that Suzuki line can bring. Like, ha- knowing you have Dano there, he'll probably win the face-off. Well, that's it. It's he'll like you're starting on defense, back. you're starting on offense. It's yeah. a whole different game. Yeah, so it's, um, you know, I... I I I, th- I I really think they'll go back to that soon, especially if we when we play like a an Edmonton or a yeah. Uh, and now that everyone everything's kind of like going back to normal, Anderson skating, like once all those lines get put back, yeah. which was like I think Dom Ducharme's goal to begin with was to put everything back to when we were winning. I think he's gonna have to do that just based off of like his own philosophy. Yeah, you know it's it it, it almost coincides perfectly for when we. Uh, you know when we started losing but mm-hmm. again it's not the minutes it's the matchups yeah yeah so it's like and again we were never a line of like line one line two line three yeah, line never. four yeah it like it, that wasn't our kind of like profile as a team as it is so like yeah i agree it's just the matchups now if you want to say i don't know like yeah deno's the first line centerman to just you know one is a media thing that's a whole different story but I, I don't know. I don't see the point in having these matchups when it's, like, clear as day where they should be. Yeah. You know, like, Kotkaniemi is a rough patch in that because, like, he should be playing against a bit better competition, but he should also be playing with a bit better players. So when Toffoli comes back down, that'll be when I think we'll see, like, that line take off again, yeah. which it was. And, you know, he's not even having a bad year, Kotkaniemi. He's got almost half a point per game got 10 points in 12 games it's just not it's like we were saying it's just it's not the improvement we were hoping to see i mean that puts him on pace we calculated it um you know to roughly 39 points Mm -hmm. on an 82 game season an 82 game uh, season which in his rookie season he got 34 35 points so it's not enough of an improvement it's not the type of exponential improvement you expect to see from a guy that you know you're hoping to see you know play your second line yeah it's it's about half like, I, I was telling you, my personal rate that I would want to see is that someone goes up, like, 0.1 points per game every year. So if you're a half a point yeah, per game, it it's to go 0. 0. 6, 0. 7, yeah. point, that's what I mean. Like, that'll go up a lot faster. If you're 18 and you get, let's say, half a point per game, and then the next season it's 0. 0.6 points. No, no, I'm just saying, like, seven, it, it tends to be even quicker than that. Like, it Well, yeah, the to... superstars, yeah. Yeah, no, it's but just... even, not even superstars, just, like, just generally, like if someone gets thirty and like let's say like a Ryan Nugent Hopkins or something like that, they get you know thirty their rookie season, then it goes to like forty nine fifty, and then it slows down. You know, like they okay. get comfortable. They usually have that like that sophomore drought there that you know Cockney had. I'm not even taking that into consideration. The fact that he had like eight points and what was it thirty games or something? Yeah, like eight points in thirty six. Yeah, it's something really bad. I'm not really counting that, obviously, but you know, I I I hope to just you know. He's also playing more minutes than his rookie year. He's playing with better players. So, you know, I think we're going to see a big second half of the season from Kotkaniemi. And, mm-hmm. you know, and I he's hope coming so. into his size. Yeah, I hope so. Just because, you know, the rate at which a player, you know, the rate at which a player in the NHL progresses is really indicative of what their ceiling is going to be. And that yes. might sound stupid, but if you, if you dissect it, it's really not. I mean, like, no, you look sense. at a guy like... You know, a guy like Crosby or McDavid or McKinnon, you know, their rate is insane. Like, they they double their point production per game when they start. Yeah. You know, whereas most guys, you know, like, they'll increase year after year. But, you know, like, Crosby was like, you know, first few games, not many points. You know, then he ended the season like 110 points or something yeah. like that. Well, th- but, that's the other thing. And I'll just say, because I, I can see they're kind of going to drop the puck in a minute here. But I think that another big thing is people have these, like... Um, 
I guess expectation of Kotkaniemi because of where we, we drafted exactly. exactly. He wasn't a projected third overall pick. We could have got him at thirteen. Yeah, 14. I was gonna say somewhere between ten and fifteen easily. Well, think about it. Quinn Hughes went after him. Brady yeah. Kachuk went after him. You know, well, he went right. You know, right before him went. You know, Andrei Shvechnikov. Yeah, and, and like that's and that's the thing. It's like you you then get compared to these guys, but it's like you know in a similar situation. Imagine we took Caden Gooley third. Yeah. And then the expectation on him to be like Rasmus Dahlin. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's I don't think or it's Or it's very... like, you know, like, yeah, you'd be like, you know, Quinn Hughes got drafted four spots after him. Exactly. You know I mean, and it's, it's, that's why it's not a Kotkaniemi thing. It's an us thing. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. why I try and It's not like... that Kotkaniemi's underperforming. It's that he's underperforming for where we picked exactly. him. Exactly. He's, he's, I would argue, performing exactly how he would be performing. If we performing. picked him like a normal team. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, yeah, that's basically it. But anyway. Yeah, I, we'll get back uh, to you guys after the game. They're about to drop the puck, so. Oh, my God. So we've yet to win in overtime. I have a hunch as to why. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand why every team seems to have the understanding that overtime, you put out your three best players. <laughs> <laughs> we, for some reason, we're playing chess and you've got three queens on the board, yet we're like one pawn, one rook, one knight. Do you notice that, like, with Winnipeg, it's Ehlers, Shifley, Wheeler, Connor, Dubois, and Morrissey. Statsney, okay? And then when with one us, gets we tired. Get, like, with us, it's like, we're going to start off with Kotkaniemi, Byron. Yeah. It's like, what? <laughs> it's like, this is a cerebral move. <laughs> Like, outthink the thinkers. Look, Byron, I understand, okay? Like, he'll burn everyone on the ice, okay? Which he's but yet if, to do in overtime. <laughs> if, if you... No one's done it overtime. Yeah, no, we, I know. We haven't won it overtime. No, I know. I'm just saying yes. But do you want him to do that? Like, you know, like... I feel like I'm ripping into Cockney. I mean, I'm not, okay? What I'm just saying... What I'm saying is, is he the best guy to have out there against no. Mark Shifley? No, he's not. To set up Paul Byron? Like, I, I don't no, think it he's is. he's not. Because Cotkinemi's... That's not even a rip on him. Cotkin, That's just no, an answer. Cotkinemi's, one, not our best center, not our best passer, not our best skater, but for some reason, we're putting him up first to set up Paul Byron. Like, I yeah. don't understand. We're also setting up Paul Byron. Who's the best passer on our team? Druin, probably. Probably Druin. Yeah, so put Druin up there. Yeah. But then you get the Russian doll, yeah, then which you we get, saw, that yeah, was which, a nightmare. I, I think we basically saw why I would never put Jonathan Drew in an OT ever yeah. again. No, I, mean, I know. It, it was, it was probably, it was, uh, I'm not kidding you guys. That two, that, uh, that 50 second sequence, I was like almost pissing my pants laughing. Yeah. Like I was I literally mean, it was almost entertaining on the floor. Overtime, it was, but... it was, that 50 second gap of Jonathan Drew just completely fucking the team over. <laughs> which was, is funny though, because he essentially like, he saved us. He then, saved then, us. Yeah, he yeah. had to come back to zero. It is like an absolute miracle that they didn't score on that shift. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Druin, <laughs> Druin gave up the puck at least four times. Yeah. And uh, my favorite was the last one where he was looking for it, and it was just slowly making its way into the <laughs> to slot. The, to the middle of the net, <laughs> and Kyle Connor was coming in cocked and ready. And he's looking around for it. Like, like where is huh, it? Where is that puck? Where is it? Where's yeah. that puck that I accidentally gave him a breakaway to? Yeah, honestly. Yeah. And oh then, God. yeah, I mean, we mentioned it, but Druin scored on that nice redirection from Petrie. Okay, and then, yeah, yeah, it was nice. But really nice it doesn't matter in the end. Yeah, but what line I did like out there was Tatar uh, Tatar Byron. That yeah. worked. That worked really well. Well, yeah, it's like I also noticed that like 
you don't have to play defenseman. Like, why? Whoever yeah. doesn't have to be there. Yeah. Well, Petrie's just absolutely Petrie, horrendous. Okay, here's the thing. Petrie is bad. <laughs> Army is not great in overtime. Yeah. He's been on for a lot of the goals. He he really... That was more Army's fault than Petrie's. He, yeah. like, bumped into Petrie and then didn't take, like, pick and up Dubois. On the yeah. yeah. And didn't pick up Dubois. Like, he just skated towards Allen. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I think... I just... I don't, where... Why is Edmondson not being given time? I don't know. That's a guy who I feel like would be a very solid addition yeah. on overtime. Okay, but let's just... When Anderson's back, okay, there's absolutely no reason for us not to have Suzuki Anderson up there. No, I like, know, but I, 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 don't also, understand. I also don't understand why we don't just do, like, Tatardano Gallagher. Yeah, like... <laughs> just, just, look, that's look, a defensive listen, line. <laughs> listen, okay? If we had to have a defenseman out there, okay, I understand not having Gallagher out there. Yeah, Like, I understand. No, no, He's I get a liability. It. We could play three... Like, they did. They did Shifley, Ehlers, and Wheeler. Yeah, and then right? they did uh, Connor, Statsny, Dubois, and Dubois. Like yeah. they don't put their defensemen out because you have but, to score. <laughs> but this is my point, okay? If you don't have to play defensemen, okay, is there a reason that Brendan Gallagher's sitting on the bench for the entire OT? Like yes. I don't understand. Yes, there is. Uh, you have to make room for Ben Trot. For Ben Trot. <laughs> <That's laughs> yeah. I was getting to. Yeah. I just I don't understand. And here's here's the thing, just. If it was working, I'd be I'd be like, okay, what do I know? Sixth loss in but it's like we haven't won overtime yet. We're not typically good in overtime, so like it's our sixth loss. Switch in overtime. it up, you know, just switch it up. We're ten six and six. Yeah, God. So we're ten and twelve. Yeah, ten and twelve. Ten and twelve, ladies and gentlemen. This is your uh, this is your team. Not only that, but we also managed to get Jake Allen an eight fifty. Yeah, so. which again, like that, we we left him out to drive for the last goal too. Ben Chirot was like a beached whale beside the net. Statsny just walked in. Weber was essentially at the blue line calling for aid. Yeah. It was just a bad, bad It was just a bad sequence. night. It was just a bad night. It was just, yeah. Like, like we, we had we a fought, nice, we, we had a, back. we had a nice second period, okay, and a nice tip from Drew at the end there, okay, but beyond that, you know, Jesse got Marathon Suvlaki, okay? And this is the marathon be sick. that made him sick. I'm going to okay? be sick again. You guys wouldn't believe the amount of goddamn tzatziki they put on his... <laughs> yeah. We just got to even stop okay. talking about the game yeah. at this point. Yeah, Peter, he, he was literally squeegeeing it out of his pita. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody, like, collects his tzatziki... Like, this, this was like an almost... Like, I almost called the restaurant. Yeah. Well, like, they're like, out of their mind. Yeah. Well, it was ridiculous. It, it was, the pita was white. No, I know. It was, <laughs> it was well, disgusting. I, I mean, that's the thing. If anybody, like, collects tzatziki, like, I have enough to, like, donate. It was, and that's, it was the, and that's besides was the fact that the delivery guy came and handed it to him like <laughs> yeah. he was holding a briefcase. <laughs> yeah. It's, it comes in those little, like, styrofoam carryaway things, and the guy's holding it like he just found, like, a book on the floor. <laughs> I just like there's nothing to talk about this game, so like we have to discuss this a little bit more. But like this, like this game, like I I looked up and the game was over. Like nothing, nothing happened. The third we just period, lost. the third period, we did our classic thing where, you know, first fifteen minutes of the period, so you know four fifths yeah. or of it, of it um, three fourths, three fourths. <laughs> three fourths. I knew that was wrong when I said it. Four fifths. <laughs> uh, you know, three quarters of the period nothing happens we don't really have a lot of energy then the last five minutes oh the last five minutes the yeah. habs come out we come you know? out we come out flying and it just, just so happens to be down it just so happens that this time it worked it hasn't yeah. worked for the last the five. success rate of us pulling the goal is sub 10 percent. yeah very very so low. that was the one for the year yeah exactly <laughs> basically and, and you know it's it's just it, it sucks because 
we we just we don't have we don't have to do it this way. I know. And by best by a good second period, you know, it was better. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it was better. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean that's the thing. Like we didn't play a bad game. We just didn't play a good game. Yeah. And we need to play good games right now because now we're down three nothing to Winnipeg in this series. Yeah. We're down we're down against everyone, I'm pretty sure, except Vancouver. Yeah. Or Edmonton too. Are we with Edmonton? Might be tied with Edmonton. I think it might be two two with Edmonton. But either way, it's just like it's an and, and basically like Toronto has taken all the bad games from Edmonton, so now they're just gonna have eight point nights from Dreisaitl and McDavid <laughs> every time we play them. So they got all their juice we're up saved two up. one against the yeah. There you go. But it, you know, it's just we we're not playing like a team that wants to be in the playoffs right now. We're playing like a team that feels like we've already clinched a spot and we haven't. Yeah, we have a four game stretch at the end of March against Ottawa. That's so, those are just like you need to just win all those games. Yeah, or we go zero and four. Yeah, exactly. You know? So we'll see. No, we'll see. We might not be able to break through Matt Murray. This was a very weird game. Yeah, it was just very. I, I found I wasn't into it. No, yeah, I, I was. Why. I found it was just. I very, was. Like, I you know I was laughing with Jesse, but I found for the better part of the third period, I was reading about Osama bin Laden for some reason. Yeah, I just... was on Osama bin Laden's uh, <laughs> Wikipedia page for some reason. Six, he's six foot seven. He's six foot seven. The guy's huge. I I was like I'm pretty sure this was like uh, a Robin Williams joke, but like. They couldn't find a six foot seven man in the mountains on dialysis. <laughs> like, how hard is that to find? I, I could find one of those like not looking for. Yeah, I was I was more intrigued like how hard it was to find this guy. Yeah, you know this is turning into a, like almost like a true true crime podcast. Yeah, very true crime. Very yeah. true. Yeah. All but, too true. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he's a fucking nut job though. Yeah, you don't say. Yeah. <laughs> Unpopular opinion. <laughs> But, but yeah, uh, so yeah. we got a game Saturday. Yeah, that's basically it. Winnipeg again. You know they they have um, two very hot goaltenders. Do you know every single? Because I've been watching every single um, time we've played Winnipeg so far, we've been the favorite to win. Yeah, it, I know they don't learn. No. Hopefully they'll, they'll learn now. Yeah, we've been but, the favorite. They've and you know, just in us. time for them, we'll win Saturday. Yeah, exactly. Maybe not. I probably. I don't. Won't. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> Oh my God! But know who's coming Saturday, Mister Saturday Night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mister Saturday, Saturday Night's coming Night. with his new pads. Yeah, his new helmet. He'll have a new helmet. He'll have new pads. It's, Maybe it's... we'll get Tiny Tim back by Saturday, though. <laughs> but anyway, I like. I'm not even trying to be like 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 weird or rude about this, but like I, I feel like we have to wrap this one up. Yeah, I, just, I have nothing I, to say. Yeah, I, I just I'm so disappointed that like I, I you know I, I I feel like the problems that happened tonight have been stuff that we've been reiterating for the past month and if i say it one more time i'm gonna bash my head through the yeah, window honestly so basically if you guys want to know how this this if i game say breakout went, yeah one more time <laughs> if, if anyone wants to know how this game specifically went go to any of the other winnipeg podcasts yeah or like, any of the ottawa podcasts or uh you know any yeah, a- the... any podcast for the month of month of February. Yeah, because you want to know why? The last time the Habs scored two goals where we scored them tonight was February first. Yeah, I'm thinking so about that. Then. Yeah, I'm thinking about that quote Paul Byron said a, a couple weeks ago <laughs> of bad of uh, good teams don't lose two games in a row. Does yeah. that work like with the inverse proportion of like bad teams don't win two games? Yeah, in well, a row? how about how about this, Paul? How about seven in a row? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God. What does that make us? 
most dominant team of the oh. first half of the 20th century. God damn. Yeah, we, we really did well from 1900 to 1950. Yeah. You yeah. know, with the uh, with all priority s- to the Quebec Yeah, yeah where yeah. we could draft Richard at like the end of the draft. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, anyway, we'll just we'll leave it there. Yeah, I'm we'll, gonna uh, uh, see you guys Saturday night. Hopefully, yeah. I'm in better spirits. Yeah, but you know, it's uh, these games make me not sleep, <laughs> and like I, I mean that literally. Like I literally can't sleep after these games, and um, I've been sleep deprived for about four weeks now. <laughs> so what's another night? Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right. At least the weekends I can sleep in. Yeah. All right. Take care. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Habs Puck Drop Podcast. You can email us your thoughts, questions, and suggestions through our email at habspuckdrop at gmail.com or direct message us on Instagram at habspuckdrop. We'll see you next time.